Hello, 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 and welcome back to yet another TD Stagers podcast here. It's time to talk some more sports, because what else is there to talk about in the world other than sports? Sports is the greatest thing ever, and we're just going to keep talking about it. Last time out on our last podcast, we went through kind of stadiums. We kind of shifted from talking about players and teams specifically into kind of, we talked about the NHL Lake Tahoe and how, how I think that there should be more outdoor games in the NHL, and then we got into I ranked all 30 MLB stadiums, which is a lot of fun for me, who's someone who loves doing that kind of stuff where I'm looking at where the teams play. I'm really interested in stadiums. I love to look at stadiums and everything, but now we're shifting kind of back towards that. We're going to look at some players today. We have two different things that I want to look at. One, I want to look at one of my favorite football team, the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation, because they probably have, it's between them and the Eagles for the most interesting position or decisions that they have at the quarterback, because there could be five different guys that you could see being the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers next year, so that's something I want to get into, and then we're going to get into my top five most anticipated and most hyped guys around the MLB who made moves this season, who are on new teams, so guys who have moved to new teams, and what is their anticipation level amongst the fan bases, amongst the MLB in total. So we got a packed episode today. It's going to be a bit of a shorter one, but that's okay because we got still got tons of great content. And if you haven't, definitely go check out the podcast that I did yesterday. Today is what? February the 23rd. It's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Starting off with not what I'm going to talk about, like what I just mentioned, what we're going to talk about, but tragic news out of the sports world in general, more specifically the golf world where Tiger Woods got in a car wreck and he is now going into the hospital for surgery. Thoughts and prayers out to him. Hope him and his family are doing well because obviously he's one of the great athletes that we've ever seen walk the face of the earth. One of the most dominant athletes that we've seen in any sport ever. So that's really, really sad news to hear about Tiger Woods. Hope he's doing well. And another big news, just going off of big news that we've heard today. I've already made a clip of this on YouTube. I've already talked about this on YouTube. And if you haven't, definitely go check out Touchdowns to Home Runs on YouTube. That's where this whole podcast is based out from. Jeff Bezos is interested in buying the Washington football team. We've talked about that. I broke that down and what that's going to look like. So definitely go check that out on YouTube. But now let's get into the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation. If you know me, if you've been watching this channel or listening to this podcast for a long time, I am a big Carolina Panthers fan. Obviously, my team is the Chicago Bears. I've been a huge Chicago Bears fan. They're my favorite team. But the Carolina Panthers is a team where I've kind of felt fallen in love with two teams. And it sucks. I hate when they play each other. But I love the Carolina Panthers. I love the Chicago Bears. It sucks. But the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation right now is very interesting. Because honestly, I have no clue who's going to be taking snaps for the Carolina Panthers next season. There are so many different guys that I can see. Whether it's going to be Teddy B again. Whether we're going to trade for a guy. Hint, hint. Who we're going to talk about. Mr. DW, Deshaun Watson, released today. That he wouldn't mind being traded to the Carolina Panthers. That's one of the places that he's deemed acceptable to be able to go to. It was the Panthers, the Jets, and the Dolphins, I'm pretty sure. Or is it going to be a draft guy? And there's three guys I have circled on the draft board that I could see being a Carolina Panther. There's one guy that I have circled, especially one guy that I think if the Panthers have the chance to grab him, you have to take him. There's no way we could let this guy up. And obviously, it's not Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one, but we'll get into that later. So let's starting off talking about Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater this season, he wasn't anything special, but I think he was just a good 
system quarterback. The Panthers weren't expecting to make the playoffs or make a deep playoff run this year. We weren't expecting all those great things. And I thought that Teddy Bridgewater at points in the season showed that he could be a decent quarterback for the Panthers. Obviously, he had his spurts where it wasn't the greatest, but if we brought him back for another season and he was our starting quarterback, especially if we get Christian McCaffrey back, when we get Christian McCaffrey back, I wouldn't see that as the worst thing ever in the world. Yes, I think it's time to see someone new in the Carolina Blue taking snaps for the Panthers, but that's not up to me. And I honestly wouldn't throw too much of a fit at all if Teddy Bridgewater was still our quarterback. If we finish towards the bottom of the league next year, we finish towards the bottom, get another draft pick, build our defense, which still needs some work, but we saw signs of it getting way better this season. We drafted one of the biggest steals in all of the drafting, who was a Jeremy Chin, one of the best defensive players for the NFL this season, one of the best defensive rookies this season. So the Panthers, we have things to build on. And if we go with Teddy Bridgewater one more year and we just don't see any reasonable options to go out and get a quarterback that's going to cost us a reasonable amount, stick with Teddy, go draft. If we're going to not draft a quarterback first round, we have to be circling Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has to be all over our board if we're not going for a quarterback because that completes your offense except for the quarterback. And when you bring that quarterback in the next year, good things are going to happen. Look at this. Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and Mike Davis. Mike Davis was electric this season. I'm a big South Carolina Gamecocks fan. I knew that he was good going into the season because I watched him his whole career at Carolina. But Mike Davis really stepped in for C-Mac and had an amazing year for what it was stepping in for probably, in my opinion, definitely the best running back in the NFL. Lots of people will argue with me. People will say, oh, Derrick Henry is not a chance. C-Mac all the way. The receiving core, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. The, you, you, the receiving core is going to be there. You just add Kyle Pitts onto that. It is going to be a fun time for whoever steps in at quarterback. Later on for the Carolina Panthers, it's going to be a fun time forever, that is, because you're going to have probably a top five most electric offense in the NFL, depending on who you bring in at a quarterback. Do you wait for a quarterback next year in the draft? If you bring in Kyle Pitts this year, you're going to have to wait or you're going to have to hit a trade or something. But even if we hit a trade, even if we trade for Deshaun Watson, I think our pick's going. We're not going to be able to get Kyle Pitts. So let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson wants to become a Carolina Panther if he gets traded. That's one of his top options. The Panthers, what are they willing to give up and what is reasonable for us to give up? Three first-round picks off the board. I do not want to give up our future for Deshaun Watson. When you have some really, really good guys in the draft, which will cost you nothing but your own draft pick to take. I'm not giving up three draft picks any day. The only guy that I think about doing it for, or I would do it for, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes would be up there. I No, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's too old. Yes, he probably could bring some guys along with him and we might go win a Super Bowl and it would be fun, but... It's not going to happen. I trade three for Patrick Mahomes, and I look at everyone else in the league. You still, football is not based around your quarterback. Yes, your quarterback means a lot, but if you have a star quarterback and that's it, you don't have an O-line, you don't got any receivers, you don't got any running backs, you don't got a defense, which is something that the Carolina Panthers are desperately needing building blocks for, which we got some solid young players on this defense. I mentioned him before, Jeremy Chin. 
Brian Burns, you got Derek Brown, lots of good young defensive talent on the Panthers. Just keep adding on to it. If we trade all of our first-round draft picks for the next couple years, you could kiss that goodbye because we are not going to be getting any young talent in and we're just going to be relying all on Deshaun Watson to be able to go out and put up 50 points a game because our defense can't stop anyone. We need we need draft picks in the future. Two first-round draft picks, that's a little bit more reasonable. It still stings for me. I don't want to give up two years worth of draft picks for Deshaun Watson. And that might be because you know I'm a South Carolina fan. I don't like Deshaun Watson because he kicked a crap out of South Carolina every year and he won a national championship at Clemson. Yes, I could be being a bit biased there, but Deshaun Watson, honestly, I look at him in comparison to some of the guys in the draft and obviously the guys that I'm talking about in the draft. The guy that is probably the most realistic for the Carolina Panthers to land is Trey Lance right now. I'd take Deshaun Watson over Trey Lance if it meant we had to trade for Deshaun, trade our draft picks, whatever. I'd take Deshaun Watson over Trey Lance. You look at Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the guy that I think if the Panthers have any shot at getting Justin Fields, if he falls anywhere near them, I'm not saying we have to trade up, but if he falls in our lap, we have to take that kid. The boom potential is there. The boom potential is there. People are scared about the bust potential, but I feel like no team is going to do anything good if you're not able to take risks in a guy like Justin Fields, who is one of the most electric players in all of college football. He shows that he has the playmaking ability of kind of Deshaun Watson. He's mobile. He's got some strength to him. He can throw the ball accurately deep downfield. I love Justin Fields. I want him in Carolina Panther blue next season. I would be absolutely thrilled if the Panthers fall to him. That's who I want. And then you have Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson may fall to the Panthers. It looks really unlikely now because it looks like the Jets are going to take him at two. And unless the Jets pass up on him and take Suell, an offensive, offensive lineman out of Oregon, and we trade up to the third pick, I don't think we're getting Zach Wilson. But I honestly would take Justin Fields over Zach Wilson. I think that Zach Wilson stock is just shot up for an unknown reason. I don't know why it has. I'd honestly, I made a video ranking my quarterbacks in the draft this season. I'd take Justin Fields over Zach Wilson. It's just my opinion. But you see all those four guys that I just named there, Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields. To me, they all seem very, very similar in their play style. Obviously, the safest bet is Deshaun Watson. I'm not playing it off as if I could take any of these guys risk-free. We don't trade any draft picks. If we could just draft Deshaun Watson and I'm putting my Carolina fandom aside where I'm like, I want the best for this team, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. He has proved the most. He's performed at an NFL level. He's the guy that's going to give you the least amount of risk as an individual player. But then you look at the baggage he brings along with him. If it comes to we have to trade our future to get Deshaun Watson in the Carolina Blue, to get him into Bank of America Stadium, obviously in a Panthers uniform. One first-round pick, I'm fine with. Two first-round picks, I'd swallow hard. Like, I'd... You know, you just take a big gulp and be like, okay, yeah, it, it, that hurt a bit. I I, I don't want to trade two first-round picks. The last guys that have traded two first-round picks for, like, you look at Khalil Mack, that trade didn't, it didn't really look like it's panning out for the Chicago Bears now. They missed two years worth of good first-round draft picks for that. 
You look at some of the other guys, like who else was there? I'm drawing a blank. There's some other guys that were traded for first-round picks. I saw the stats or whatever, but none of them have been worth the trade. I really don't think that two first-round picks would pan out well for us. A first-rounder and a second-rounder or a third-rounder, I'd do that. I'd do that. I'd do that for sure. Now, would the Texans take that? Probably not. There's a good chance, considering the Texans' decisions in the future. But it would... I'm at a loss for where... I don't even know what to say because he's going to be wanting... The Texans are going to want a lot for him. He thinks that his stock is going to be worth a lot. And I just see Deshaun Watson going elsewhere. I think that the Panthers will be fine if we take a guy in the draft. We have tons of talented guys in the NFL draft this season. Tons of guys that could be the future of this franchise. You go out, you keep your picks for next season. Maybe in the coming years, draft a big O lineman, draft another DB. We need a safety, something like that. And then you see Carolina Panthers in the playoff, in the Super Bowl contention. Look, the Bucs are still going to rule the NFC South this year. No matter who we bring in at quarterback, I don't think that our defense is there to compete with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yet. You're building for the future. You're building for the future. Remember that. It's not a win-now mode. This is an investment. This is something that we got to look at as we have to build the blocks for the future. Yes, I'd love to win next year. I'd love the Panthers to go out and win this year. But being realistic, the Bucs still look like they're going to rule the NFC South. The Saints are going to look decent. I want to see who they bring in at quarterback. That'll be interesting. The Falcons suck. So I think we could make the playoffs next year if we bring in the right guy, Deshaun Watson. But Super Bowl contention is a different story than playoffs. So that is my thoughts on the Panthers quarterback situation. And honestly, who I take, I said it, Justin Fields is going to be my number one guy. You don't have to waste any of your future draft picks on him. He's got the talent to be one of the best in the league. Yes, people see him as a risk, but I'm honestly willing to take the risk. I'd put Deshaun at two, then i go Trey Lance, and then Zach Wilson four just because I don't think we're going to get him. I don't think it's going to be a reach. We're either going to have to trade up for him, and I don't think that there's going to be a, any chance that the Panthers, he falls back to eight in the Panthers just with the amount of hype that his draft stock has gone up. It's been insane. I don't know what's up with it, but it's just how it goes. So let's move on to our second topic in this podcast, going on to the five most anticipated players moving to a new team this season. It's going to be an amazing segment because we had some massive moves in the MLB this year. Some unexpected moves, some expected, some overhyped moves. We'll talk about that later when we get to a specific guy who posts YouTube videos every single day about where he was going to go. I think you know who I'm getting at already. But top five guys, there were some amazing signees or moves that are going to be taken that aren't going to be on this list. There are also going to be guys who stayed home that are taking that aren't on this list because they didn't move. You look at Marcel Zuna, you look at Justin Turner, you look at JT Real Muto, you look at guys like that, they're not going to be on this list because they didn't move teams. It's as simple as that. So let's start off the list. Coming in at number five, I actually have two players. For how I'm breaking this, I'm not necessarily saying that this will be the best player for that team or this will be the most impactful. I'm saying that these players will have the most hype around them going into this season in terms of the move that they made to this specific team. So coming in at number five, I'm going with the pitching duo going to San Diego, and that will be you Darvish and Blake Snell. The Padres just dumped a load, a load of money on Francisco, um, 
or Fernando Tatis Jr. Francisco we'll get to later. Fernando Tatis Jr. They got Machado. That is a good young team in San Diego. And yes, you have the Dodgers in that division who are absolutely stacked and have only got more stacked over the offseason. But the Padres are right there with them. The Padres and the Dodgers, I'm pretty sure the MLB network put out like percentages on each team's chance to make the playoffs. And I think that both the Padres and the Dodgers were 95 plus. Like those are two World Series contention teams that are going to be going up against each other a ton this season. I think they got six series against each other, considering that we're going to have a full season of baseball played, hopefully, going into this season. Spring training has just started. Baseball is back. I got my Jays jersey on. I'm excited. I've been watching a lot of college baseball recently. My South Carolina Gamecocks have started. We're 4-0. We beat Winthrop today. Sweet Dayton over the weekend, and we go into a weekend set with Clemson after that. So that is my number five kind of duo. The rest are going to be single players. So coming in at number four, I have a guy who hyped himself up so much on YouTube and in social media. Again, I'm not saying that these guys are going to be the most impactful for this team, but just the hype around this guy going to this team, especially that he had to post every single second on what he was thinking. Like he could have been watching a YouTube video and saw just a shot of the Mets stadium. And then you tweet out like, oh, maybe it's the Mets or, or you go to LA, you have a slice of pizza from a place called Los Angeles Pizza, and he'd be like, "Mm, maybe I'm switching to the Dodgers now. It was chaos with Trevor Bauer, but he finally signed to the Dodgers this season. What did he have? A 1.73 ERA last season. Yes, it's been higher the years before. He hasn't been the most consistent over the years, but last season he had a really dominant season for the Cincinnati Reds. Trevor Bauer is just a fun guy to watch, depending on the type of baseball player you like to watch playing play baseball because this is a guy that's going to get fired up. He's a social media hog, and I, I'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing. I think that we meet, need more of that in baseball. For a league that, let's be honest, is declining in viewership and everything, we need to ex- add excitement back into this league, and I think Trevor Barrow is a guy that a lot of young kids love. I'm not saying I love him, but there's a lot of young kids that really love Trevor Barrow just because of the energy he brings to the game, and he's Joining a pitching staff with Walker Buehler and Clayton Kershaw. The Dodgers won the World Series last year. They still have a stack team. And obviously just adding on to that with Trevor Bauer, a big signing. I think he's getting like, what, $40 million every single year to play on the Dodgers. So he's going to have a ton of hype around him going to L.A. Coming in at number three, which was kind of an unexpected trade, at least for me, especially to this team. But we have the Colorado Rockies trading Nolan Arenado to the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, Arenado out of this list could be, or Arenado, however you want to pronounce it, could be the best player out of the guys I'm going to talk about. It's debatable because we still have some two guys to go, and they were really good players, but Arenado can be the best player in baseball when he wants to be, excluding Mike Trout, in my opinion. He's got unbelievable power, he's an amazing third baseman, and he goes to St. Louis. St. Louis isn't a team that's necessarily going to be chasing a ring this year. I think that they play in definitely one of the weaker divisions in all the MLB. So there's definitely room for the Cardinals to step into the playoffs. Do I see them going to the World Series and winning the World Series right now? No. If they make the playoffs, anyone can win the World Series. We all know that. But I don't necessarily see the Cardinals ring chasing. And that's why I have him back at three for most anticipated player moves. He's one of the best players, if not the best player to move this offseason. But I just think that going to the Cardinals is really dropping this back for me into the list when we have a couple other teams that I think are going after it more 
than I'd say the St. Louis Cardinals are this year. So coming in at number two, got to bring up, got the nice, oh, you guys can't see, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see, but if you're watching on YouTube, I got that nice away road jersey, Toronto Blue Jays. Behind me, I got the nice powder blue Boba jersey. Toronto Blue Jays, who'd we pick up this season? Mr. George Springer, of course, from the Houston Astros. We thought we picked up Michael Brantley because that became a rumor. Ultimately, he signed back with the Houston Astros. But George Springer, man, the Jays are going after it this season. There is a lot of hype around the Jays this season, especially being from Toronto. And that's not just me being a biased Jays fan. A lot of people are taking notice of the Blue Jays league-wide. I think Bo Bichette just tweeted out that he's going to be, and the rest of the team is going to be disappointed if they don't come home with a ring this season. you got a young, young core in Toronto. That outfield is going to be very, very entertaining to watch this season. He's adding on to Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., two guys who had have had really, really good prior seasons. They're two young guys, and then you got obviously the big infield with now you add Marcus Simeon, another big move this offseason. He comes to Toronto. You got Bobachette still. You got Vladdy. You got Cavan. This is a team that is, I don't want to say ready to win. I think that pitching could still add on, even though we added some pretty good guys. We added, I think, Steven Matz this season, Kirby Yates, guys like that. The Jays, I think, are more of a ready to win team than the St. Louis Cardinals right now. So that's why I have George Springer ahead of Arenado. I think Arenado's a better player than George Springer is. But I have the hype and the anticipation around George Springer coming to Toronto as at a higher level than Arenado going to the St. Louis Cardinals. That brings me to my number one spot. And a team that has really come out last season in terms of this is a team that it looks like they're ready to win now with an elite pitching staff. They have probably the best pitcher in all of baseball. I'd want to say arguably, but it's not really Jacob deGrom. And you obviously know what team I'm talking about. I'm talking about the New York Mets. Francisco Lindor. I just want to say none of these guys really hit that well last season in the 2020 season. But throughout, these guys have been hitting amazing their whole career. I think Lindor's at like a 285 average all time throughout his career. He's a guy that's will put up near 180 hits every single season. He'll hit 30 home runs. He's a good player. He'll put up 70-plus RBIs a season. He's going to be a huge impact player. For the New York Mets, who are ring-chasing this season, they're going after that division. A lot of people, even though I don't think it, I think that the Braves have still got that division locked up. A lot of people see the Mets winning this division this year because you got guys like Jeff McNeil, you got Pete Alonso, you got a really, really good squad out there for the New York Mets looking to go take home a ring this season. After coming back from 2015 without a ring, can the Mets make it back to the playoffs and then go on and w- make a World Series? And you're taking one of the, if not the best shortstops in the league, trade for him from the Cleveland baseball team, as they're called now. Francisco Lindor, I think, in my opinion, is going to have the most hype around him in the MLB this season, just because you're going to a team that has so much expectation this year and you have so much hype around you as being this elite shortstop. And who has the potential to be one of the best in the league this season? Maybe go out and win an NL MVP. Francisco Lindor has a ton of hype around him. And that's why I have him at my number one spot. So recapping, at number five, we have the pitching duo in Blake Snell and Yu Darvish, both going to the San Diego Padres. Then we had Trevor Bauer going to the Dodgers. Then we had Nolan Arenado going to the St. Louis Cardinals. 
Number two, we had George Springer going to my Toronto Blue Jays. And then number one, we had Francisco Lindor signing or tr getting traded to the New York Mets. So that's my podcast for today, guys. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I had a blast filming this one. I'm going to keep trying to put out more podcasts and everything. Leave a rating on whatever you're listening on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever it is. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions. And definitely go check out YouTube and shoot us an email or something. Shoot us a comment on YouTube on anything else you'd love to see us talk about on the podcast because I'd love to take suggestions. I'm looking for stuff to talk about now, especially during football offseason. It's hard for me. Baseball is still off. We're just getting into the swing of things. Hockey and basketball are in swing, but it's harder to talk about those for me. I'm a big football and baseball guy, so I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for listening, and definitely come back next time and have an amazing rest of your day.